You're listening to Popaganda, the feminism and pop culture podcast. Today, we're talking about money feelings. Your relationship to money as a kid affects the way you relate to the economy for your whole life. Even if you're making enough money to feel relatively stable, there can often be a lurking fear of having it all fall away. I talked this over with Refinery29 senior features writer, Ashley C. Ford. Hi, my name is Ashley C. Ford. I am a writer, mostly, though I try to do other things as well. <laughs> Nothing as good yet, um, but I like the writing, so that works out. And I'm a senior features writer at Refinery29. These days, Ashley lives in New York City. And in true New York fashion, as soon as we started talking for this interview, a construction crew started jackhammering into the side of her building. Because they're on one of those, like scaffolding things yeah right up against the building (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) it feels like in new york somebody is always jackhammering something at the most inopportune time but anyway you'll hear that there's this kind of weird low rumbling noise in the background throughout our interview i'm sorry about that instead of distracting you i hope it helps transport you to you know the authentic glamour of life in the big city So anyway, I asked Ashley to start off by talking with me a little bit about her relationship to money growing up. I asked her, what was your family's relationship to money? Well, my family's comments around money were always just that we didn't have enough. I definitely took a lot of responsibility for things that weren't my responsibility and that no one was making my responsibility, you know, Um, and one of those things was money in our household. And I didn't have a, you know, I was a kid, so, you know, I didn't have a job or anything like that. I wasn't bringing in any money, but I did see it as my job to be the least amount of expensive that my mom could hope for in a child. So I didn't ask for things that were expensive or that, or were things that like were meant to show off a certain amount of like wealth or class, I never wanted those things, even when we could afford them or even when they were available to me. I didn't want them, um, mostly because I never felt like we could afford them, whether my mom said we could or not. So two questions there, Ashley. You said your family didn't make it your responsibility. So how did you decide it was your responsibility? Like, where did that idea come from? And then what sorts of things do you remember deciding not to ask for as a kid? Um, well, to the first question, you know, my mom was upset a lot about money. And she would talk a lot about how she didn't have enough and about how, you know, like be about the fact that she was on her own raising four kids. And that, you know, like even though she never said y'all are costing me this or anything like that, like she never said things like that um, to us. She did, you know, talk about our lack of money in a way that and also I'm the oldest kid. And I don't know if you know, like if you're an oldest kid or if you know anything about oldest kids, but this is just kind of what we do like this is across the board for the most part oldest kids just always sort of step up and decide that they can go without so that everybody else can have it's just a thing that we do and I especially have that sort of psychological leaning Um, I've always been the kind of person who took on things that they weren't necessarily mine to take on it sounds like you really grew up with the feeling of scarcity like I can't do that I can't do that As an adult, do you still have that feeling of scarcity or has your mindset like changed in some big way? Both. (laughs) Like I am in the process 
of becoming a person who is not stuck in a scarcity mindset. Like I'm becoming that kind of person. Part of that is in the past year, I've been financially stable for the first time in my life. For the first time in my life at 29 years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I'm 30 now, but it started when I was 29. Um, I'm, I have enough money and I'm not rich. I'm not wealthy, but I have enough money. Like there, I'm at a place right now where most emergencies that could happen, I would be able to cover them for myself and not be incredibly strained because I covered them. Like that's where I am in my life right now. And that's a first. So I am trying to get out of the scarcity mindset, but it's really hard. It's really hard. I am a person who spent the first 29 years of her life in survival mode. And I don't know how to get out of that all the time. Even now that I have enough, I still don't know how to get out of survival mode. You know, earlier when you asked me about... um if I could remember particular instances of um, turning things down or not doing things because of the money, uh, absolutely. I was invited to enroll in private school as a very young kid who was considered gifted. And I was like, there's no way. Like in my mind, I was like, if I go to this private school, they don't have buses that come here. So my mom is going to have to drive me. She's going to have to figure out that. She's gonna to have to figure out extra gas money. When I get to this private school, there's gonna be activities, there's gonna be sports, there's gonna be band. And I know that those things are gonna be expensive. So no, I can't go to private school. Like I made that decision for myself. I'm not going to private school because it's going to be too expensive. And I can remember being a kid, you know, like, I mean, I grew up, where I grew up, I was surrounded by black folks, surrounded. My high school was about 90% black. Like that's how black the area was that I grew up. So you know how black women are, like our hair, the hair was done, it was laid, there was braids and, and waves and everything else. And I never got my hair done. I never got my hair done as a young person. And I would always tell my mom that it was because, you know, I just didn't want to. It didn't interest me. And it wasn't really that it didn't interest me. It was more so these girls would tell me how much it cost to get their hair done. And I would be like, no, <laughs> you know, like, I just know my mom can't afford that. Why would I even ask? So as an adult, now that you're um, financially stable, how does that feeling stick around? I get terrified about buying things for the apartment. I get terrified about are we saving enough in retirement? What does it even mean to save in retirement? Maybe I'm not doing it right. Like they're just all these like things that I suddenly have to worry about, like with more money now make me self-conscious about the fact that I've never had money. And it makes me self-conscious about the fact of things like, you know, my boyfriend's parents, if they both lost their jobs today or something, if there was a medical emergency, if one of them died, like if anything happened in that situation, his parents financially would be fine. We might have to like, you know, support them in some other way, but we will never have to financially support his parents. That is just not part of our reality. My parents are absolutely going to need help in their older age. Like there's no way around that. My mom has nothing. She has nothing. 
what you're describing is a real fear about spending any money at all. And in some ways, that fear comes from like a good place, from a responsibility of about wanting to build a life where you're independent and can take care of yourself and your family. But then there's also that like lurking terror of the floor falling out from under you because there's no safety net. There's no safety net in your family, but also in the United States, there's no social safety net to pick up if you say, like if you get sick. I'm also very aware that, you know, anything could happen. I'm not the kind of person who has the privilege of living under the delusion that things could always be like this or that they always will be like this. Like, I am so aware of what it's like to have nothing, like nothing. I've been displaced, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I've never been homeless, like I've never had to sleep on the street. I've never not had a roof over my head, but I've definitely been in the position where if somebody did not let me live with them for free, I would have had nowhere to go. And that really sticks with you. That has to mark the way you forever think about money. I'm I'm wondering how these days you now deal with that fear. Like in some ways, it's very useful. It makes you save and it makes you have to think ahead. On the other hand, it can be a terror that's, that's hurting you, not helping you. Um, there is part of me that takes a lot of pride in my ability to go into survival mode and hustle. In winter of this past year, I found out the job I had Um, the company I was working for was going to be closing. And when I, and Kelly loves to tell this story because to him, it sounds like a soup. My boyfriend's name is Kelly, sorry. Um, But my boyfriend loves to tell this story because to him, it sounds like I have a superpower because we were in Mexico, but we went down to La Paz, Mexico um, with his family uh, for our holiday um, little like getaway situation. And while I was there, I, we were on a bus <laughs> to a different city. And while we were on the bus, I found out that my company was closing, that they were going to close. And within an hour, I had interviews at three different companies. Like wow. within an wow. hour, within an hour on my phone, emailing people, I had interviews at three different companies. Three. And Kelly loves to tell this story because for him, he's like, oh, my God. He's like, he's just like, how did that even happen? How does anybody do that? And for me, it's like, I mean, yeah, I'm glad that I'm in a position that that was able to happen, that I was able to do that. But it was also like I had to go back to this place that I hadn't had to go to for most of that year which was, okay, you, now you got to hustle. Now you're back in survival mode because you need a job. If this company is closing, you need a job. So you need to work whatever you got to work to get a job really fast. And I did, <laughs> you know, I did. There's also stuff that it's like, I just, you know, like there are things that you also, that come with that, that you also just like can't get over. I also have this part of me that always lives in this place of I don't have enough. I don't have enough to be safe. That That's trauma. That's financial trauma that I'm living in. 
being in survival mode means you are always kind of living in the past and, you know, sort of trying to piece things together in the future. It's like walking down a very, very long staircase, but like, or running down a long staircase and you're having to build more stairs while you're running down and hoping that by the time you reach that last step, you've built another stair to put in front of it. That was writer Ashley C. Ford. She's now the senior features writer at Refinery21. You can follow her on Twitter, where she's very funny and smart all the time, at I Smash Fizzle. 